Welcome back to Office Hours. Our next guest is Meta World Peace, former professional basketball player and entrepreneur. Welcome back to Office Hours. And thus, we have another champion, but not just the champion on the court. This man is a champion of my heart because he is an extraordinary person. Not just an entrepreneur, but a philanthropist. His purpose is to elevate others. And he understands how important to elevate others, to elevate his own community by making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, and having a lot of fun. I used to joke around, Meta World Peace and Baron Davis are in every deal that I'm in. And they're in deals that I'm not in. So I think they're in every deal, uh, every good deal, that is. But welcome to Office Hours Meta. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. You got it, man. I appreciate you. And you are a very savvy investor. And in that context, you are charismatic and loving. And it seems as if you're a trusting person. But you must have some great skills in vetting deals. You know, all great investors, they have this great familiarity but they also are great no people. In other words, they're seeking out how and why this would work if it's aligned with the timing and risk tolerance. What are some of the tricks you've learned throughout the years as an investor and a player of vetting people or vetting deals in order to figure out what the best ones are so you don't lose all your money and you're able still to help so many people? So when I first started, I wasn't really good at vetting. You know, when I was 19, I really love math. My first major was architecture, and I was interested in math, mathematics, but I was really focused on basketball. So when I first started, I was never focused on business. I didn't really take advantage of, like, the economic classes that I was taking and different things like that. I always tell people, when you're in school, really take those classes serious because you could apply those, you know, to what you're doing in your career. Um, it was a time where I passed up on vitamin water. They offered me equity. I was, like, 24 years old, and I didn't really know what equity was at that time. Right, so... Now, when you talk about the bumps and bruises I took along the way, then in about 2014, my young son was invested in Tesla. He was about 12 years old. He was invested in AMD Semiconductor. So he got me into really looking at things differently, and it pushed me. So now you fast forward from 2014 to now, just meeting people like yourself and talking to so many uh, you know, advisors and so many people in the business and just learning and then really having an appetite and the endurance to stay in the space, you know, which is investing and starting your own companies, investing. Um, so now what I realized was I try to just invest in companies where I'm going to affect, where I could affect the outcome of success. And that kind of, you know, uh, mitigates my risk a little bit because I can use the content that I'm creating or the relationships that I have to add value to an investment. And sometimes I'll get lucky where one of my friends might give me a deal, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, they vetted it. I trust them. Um, but you know, so that's how I kind of get into some of these deals. Uh, and I, I would like to grow my research department, but I just don't have that right now, but I would like to actually do more diligence on certain deals, but I just don't have that capacity. Meta, you achieved success at a very young age and there's a lot that comes with that. So I always think about young adults and the overwhelm that they can have. And today I think more and more and more with social media and YouTube and gaming, young adults are achieving success at a younger rate. It could be very overwhelming. They're in the spotlight. So I would love to know, you know, if you can go back, what are some of the human skills that you think are necessary to have at a young age to start building now? It's so true. You're, sometimes we're not ready for, you know, these moments. Um, it's it's, it's kind of difficult when you're making all this money at a young age and what do you do, right? Uh, how do you raise a family? How do you 
say, how do you diversify your portfolio? Because not only athletes sometimes, you know, can go broke, but also it's tech founders that also, you know, don't really know how to diversify their portfolio, have all this cash. And we've seen it happen time and time again, you know, so taking that extra step, you know, once you make money, you're in a money game, whether you like it or not. So why not preserve it? Right. So take the time to understand what comes with that, you know, how to diversify your portfolio, how to deal with stress, you know, how to deal with temptation. You know, obviously you have more money, you can do more things. Right. And it doesn't matter if you're an athlete or a founder. So you want to definitely be, be prepared for the life side. You know, uh, money brings out the best or the worst in you at times also. And we have to understand that as founders that's trying to start big companies, you know, so we could be socially responsible. Right, we all make mistakes. I mean, it happens time and time again. But, you know, the more we can give advice uh, and share our mistakes, you know, with these up and coming founders, I think the better. So I'm, I'm always willing to share. Steve Jobs famously talked about you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. And I'm going to just kind of go into your, your history. 271 steals. You, you know, you, you beat my, Michael Jordan's record, and you did it not once, but you had you know, two, two consecutive seasons. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Now, you can't steal until you see an opportunity to move. Now, what's interesting about this, you know, running this forward, um, I've coached a lot of uh, entrepreneurs uh, that are you know, making a pitch. And they you know, are always looking at, is the pitch tight? You know, what, what do I need to say here? And, and you know, David and I talked about this some time ago. They've got the, they got the formula backwards because they're, you know, they're missing the opportunity here. And what I wanted them to, and what I coach them to do is pay attention to what they are listening for. What are they listening for? Not what do you want to tell them, but what are they listening for? Because that's where you're going to make the steal. And you mentioned you walked out of the room thinking, well, that was a good pitch. And they're going, yeah, nope. And you saw them shaking their head going, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. They're just listening. They're not listening, you know, and you're not giving them what they're listening for. How, do you, yeah, how did you learn? How did you learn to pay attention to what they're listening for? Because you innately had that wired in your basketball career. Uh, as a motor skill, and then somehow you translated that into something else very fungible. I mean, that's really interesting uh, because just not having a background in business, right, initially, um, and then really listening to myself, like, this is what I want to do, you know, versus, like, listening to them. And I think just trying to humble myself and really go into Silicon Valley or anywhere that investors are at, you know, like humbly, this is a new beginning. This is not Meta World Ron Artest that was playing basketball. I'm not the star here. You know, and I, and I think just meeting so many different people. I used to go to the Bay once a week um, and by myself. I went to Warren Buffett's conference in Omaha by myself just to be around, you know, that, that type of energy because I was never around it. You know, um, and it's really interesting that you mentioned the steals because that just always reinforces that, I'm going to get it done. You know, my goals as a businessman, like I'm going to get it done because there is a lot of times where I don't feel confident. Um, and it was times where I didn't feel confident. And then I, I look at where I'm at today and then I'm not confident, but I'm like, oh, wow, my company's actually better today than where it was four years ago. And when you make that analogy, like still, it instills in me that, okay, I'm going to use, I'm actually going to apply that strategy because for me, when I didn't really know what I was doing, I said, okay, I don't really know the business. Should I, should I try it or should I just go on a different route? Even though I want to do it, 
So I said, you know, what did you do when you played basketball? You know, it took you years to make it, and you didn't, and you never gave up. So I always try to apply, you know, my defense uh, passion to the business um, and trying to be strategic, not just like running and hustling and diving on the floor for loose balls, but, you know, timing it up a little bit, sort of. And it, it, it actually is a really good analogy, uh, and that actually gives you some more confidence. I really appreciate your thought behind that. Meta World Peace, he's an extraordinary entrepreneur, but he is actually a student. He is, is a student of his life. He's here to learn, expand, and grow because he's more interested than interesting. Meta, it's always great to see you. Please come back and join us. We love you, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor to be on your show, Dave. Thanks, everybody. How blessed are we, if it doesn't say it for itself, the incredible Meta World Peace here on Office Hours.